When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Mitchell bursts through and he's on his own, but he showed quick feet and he's still going through Mitchell. That is a try of real quality. Mitchell stretching it. Havana's crying out for it and Mitchell will score. That is the size of Talon Hearts. Not take away from the fact that Fiji played really well, but that's also not take away from the fact that we shouldn't have lost to Fiji. Eddie sits there and goes, yeah, it's, it's my fault. I take full responsibility. What the f*** does that mean, though? Like, he doesn't get dropped this week. He's not not coaching next week. Like, it's just like an empty line at a, in a press conference. Yeah, I take full responsibility. Like, what does that equate to? Like, nothing. Yes, it's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, S-E-N-Z. Well, we're going to talk Rugby World Cup, and it's a, a name that we're so familiar with. He's up in the north. He's played a hell of a lot at Toulon, 82 times, in fact. So he is back home. He's played for the Wallabies 71 times, and I played against him. Hell of a mouth on him. He's a hell of a player, and I've got a lot of respect for him. Drew Mitchell, how you doing, bro? Oh, good, thanks, mate. It's funny you talk about having a hell of a mouth on me. I've got myself in a bit of trouble. <laughs> okay, okay. You've come off early. You've come off early. We've got the clip ready for you. And if you don't know what oh, uh, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Drew's, talking, I don't want to listen. Drew's talking about, we'll just play it for you at home. Here you go. Not take away from the okay. fact that Fiji played really well, but that's also not take away from the fact that we shouldn't have lost to Fiji. Eddie sits there and goes, yeah, it's, it's my fault. I take full responsibility. What the f*** does that mean, though? Like, he doesn't get dropped this week. He's not not coaching next week. Like, it's just like an empty line at a, in a press conference. Yeah, I take full responsibility. Like, what does that equate to? Like, nothing. You, you've made some glaring decisions around Quaid, uh, around Michael Hooper, captaincy, the six captains in seven weeks. Like, explain some of these decisions to us. Because as fans, we're all sitting here scratching our head. And a lot of the time we can sit there and defend Eddie or the Wallabies because we can understand logic in some of these decisions. But there's none of it. And he's sit there and he and he's not actually given any explanation as to why Quaid's not there. Why is Michael Hooper not there? He said, Oh, because Michael Hooper's injured. Well, you've taken Pone Farmer silly, you've taken Max Jorgensen and these other guys that are injured. So like that's a redundant point. Why have you not selected Michael Hooper? <laughs> Quaid Cooper. Like, come out and actually tell us as fans, why have you not picked these guys? Because now we're we're seeing the result of you not picking some of these guys. Now, Drew. Now, Drew, you can oh, relax. Mate. You can relax, my friend, and I, I, I commend you for your passion and love for your country. I don't don't have any anxiety about it. You're saying what? Ninety nine and point eight percent of us want to say, it, but we're too afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was the thing, though. Like, I stand by my points, and uh, I guess you know, like, great like You mentioned that I'm I'm passionate, and mm. I'm you know, I'm like the, the things that. I think a lot of people, like you said, are asking those questions. Mm. I 100% think, though, that my delivery and, and elocution and, and manners could have been a lot better. <laughs> um, but I think that's also, you know, just a result of, 
you know, wanting to see our boys do well on this stage. Um, you know, there's a, a big match. And, like, the, the Fijians played really well. Smashed at the mm. breakdown. Physically dominated the advantage line. We just didn't have the answers. And, you know, as you know, mate, like, experience stands for so much in, in World Cups. And it could have been someone with a bit of experience head who'd been there before that would be able to kind of send a message mm. and, and just steer the ship in those moments. So, yeah, I mean, I'm... I don't know how my next run in with Eddie's going to go, but um, it'd be great. It'd be good, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, it'd be good. I'll make sure I'm recording it. Hey, Drew. So, so I'm just a little bit confused here because you had another um, ex-player come out just earlier this week saying the same thing about you know, like they got outplayed and not to not to take anything away from Fiji, we should have done a lot better, Australia. But then he he went and said. But they've got the administration right now. How can you have the administration right and employ Eddie and get the results? Um, it's pretty confusing. Was this particular player saying that the rugby Australia have got the administration right? Yeah, they're saying that you're so far um, behind in the grassroots and that, but now you have the administration right and that you're moving forward. But my question is, if the administration's right, then why did you employ Eddie? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing. I guess we've had a lot of uh, movement in the last decade with CEOs, with coaches, with chairmen and, and the like. I also think, you know, we, there's no secret with Rugby Australia at the moment. In the last 20 years, we, we just, you know, we haven't been hitting where the expectations are of ourselves but also the fans' expectations. Mm. And, you know, it seems to be that every time we get a new CEO or a new coach or a new chairman, they, they come in with a new long-term plan. But no we don't actually get to see the end of any of them because they just keep getting changed so quickly. So I'm not sort of here calling for anyone's head at this point necessarily, but mm. what we need is, you know, like what, you, what you've what you guys have got to go over, over there, you're developing future All Blacks and, and Black Ferns, whereas we're trying to inspire them. It's just it's just sort of a different different uh, angle and, and mindset around it. But what we need is these guys, whether it's Phil War now with Hamish McLennan and Eddie, mm. if they do have a long-term plan, we've got to make sure that we see the end of it because... Too many times, whether it be Raylene Castle or Checker or whoever it might be, they may have had a plan, but we just never, we've never sat and, and stuck through with it. Just based off what you're saying there, Drew, um, if, you, if, if the Wallabies lose to Wales, you, you're pretty much out of the World Cup. Does Eddie keep his job yeah. for next year, or do you reckon Rugby well, Australia make a change? Uh, look, that's that's for people above my pay grade, but I think there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of uh, noise from from all the fans in terms of like the decision to get him. If we we would, weren't even to get out of the pool stages, uh, Hamish McLennan, I would I would think would probably have to answer some questions. They might have the answers, but um, I think those questions certainly need to be made, and there needs to be some of that um, clarity relayed to you know to the fans. Georgeson has has been um, been injured. I just got the news from uh, Ricardo there that he's out of the World Cup. So what yeah. door does this open up for for any potential players to come through? I know you touched on Michael Hooper. Quay Cooper are chipping away at home, watching what's unfolding. Where's the change going to be made? Who is it? Yeah, well, look, it's, it's disappointing for, for mm. Jorgensen. He kind of went in there carrying an injury. He hadn't played too much footy this year. First year in professional footy, but um, fortunately did his ankle, I think, today. So he's been ruled out. But the word I'm sort of seeing with our journos over here just in the last half an hour or so is that Dylan Peach might be brought in. Mm. So again, sort of looking over... Looking over that experience, those guys you mentioned, even Bernard Foley's over here still keeping fit. Um, nice. So he's another option. But yeah, from what I'm hearing, it's Dylan Peach, like for like, uh, outside back for outside back coming in. Where again, you know, we've only got that one out and out 10 in Carter Gordon. 
and Ben Donaldson as a backup. I just think, anyway, it's it's, it's clearly not my decision. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm hearing Dylan Peach will be uh, will be the guy brought in. The Drews, uh, you you're like a really uh, you know you're on the on the ground over there in France and, and you're seeing it all unfold. They they had a pretty solid performance. They'll be proud of, of the way they took on Georgia and, and they got the job done. I thought the test for them would have probably been Georgia and they convincingly won that game. So they would have gained a lot of confidence. But the game and the way that they're playing, what would you like to see from, from the Wallabies and Eddie? Uh, look, I think against Fiji, we really had to try and play a little bit more down in their 22, put mm. them under a bit more defensive pressure on their own line. Um, and we just didn't play anywhere near as much football down there. I mean... Fiji obviously won the, the contact battle, but they also won the kicking battle, the territory battle. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of got beaten across the park, really. The, our accuracy at breakdowns was, um, was not up to the standard. So but there's, just, there's, there's a lot that needs to be, to be worked on. But at the same time, there's a lot of effort areas. Um, probably just need to see a little bit more connection in some of that defensive uh, stuff. I mean, it's, you know what it's like playing the Fijian boys. One, they got the great footwork. They've got the... <laughs> The athletic. I like, never thought they'd win the kicking battle. Anyway, they've also got the offload. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, like they just like the young fellow at the halfback that kicked all their goals. Like they just start up for it. You know, like they. I saw in the Fijian papers going into that game that that was their grand final, and you could see with their attitude and the way they applied themselves that was certainly the case. Well, yeah, they should have seen that coming when they played Wales, mate, because they should have got that one as well. Um, when you're talking yeah. about preparation, and I heard I heard Matt Giddo talking that you can't treat Eddie talking that he can't treat players, especially the young players um, today, like they used to treat you guys. Like, where do you sit with that? Because in in essence, what Matt was saying was, well, you, they well, you shouldn't pick them. Like, if they're not hard nosed enough to go to a World Cup and be told how the system and structure should work, that's when you should take experience, should you? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's our experience. That's kind of what we've, we've grown up with and what, what we know that worked for us. Uh, you know, sometimes you've got to hear those, those uncomfortable conversations from guys you admire and, and that you're in the change rooms with. And, um, you know, I understand that there's generational changes. And the, the, the one uh, style of approach doesn't necessarily work for everyone these days, but I still think there's definitely a, a place for those uncomfortable uh, conversations or we've got a podcast Adam Ashley Cooper told the story of Sterling Warlock <laughs> to tear him apart saying that his first season in professional rugby was rubbish <laughs> yeah. um, but you know then that was tough for Adam to hear but it was also then became a bit of a fuel for him moving forward And but he also I think at the same time Sterling Warlock was able to give him a softer side to lean on when he needed it in, in those pressured environments because the World Cup brings you different types of pressure from mm. Super Rugby and Rugby Championship and that type of those types of tournaments, it's a 24-7 pressure and sometimes you do need an older head just to kind of go to and lean on and, and ask some questions and bounce some things off. Drew, you, you've got Wales. It's a must-win game. Uh, the thing that uh, Izzy um, alluded to earlier was that, you know, the, the Fijians um, played a game probably didn't expect from them. They took the points when they were on offer. They controlled the game for mm. a lot of it with their kicking game. I mean, Dan Bigger is that times 100, right? So how do the Wallabies beat Wales? Yeah, I mean, look, we've got to, it's got to be up front. Like, we've got to start to win those, um, those set-piece battles, get the line-out functioning, the scrum going, and then also that breakdown area so that we can kind of start to penetrate. And off the back of that, Carter Gordon can then sort of start to pull the strings on a front foot with a quick ball flatten up uh, and then bring into the game the, the likes of Pattaya's and, and Samu Krevi's. And, you know, where there's, there's a two-on-three or three-on-two um, sort of situations 
rather than just relying on our guys to, to come up with something sort of one-on-one with the athletic uh, brilliance. So, again, also, as is always the case in World Cup footy, mm. territories just like our kicking game's got to be on point. So no aimless kicking. If, if it's a kick for contest, we've got to make sure that it is contestable and we, uh, we, we make sure we put these other sides under, under some pressure. Drew, it's not all serious and frustrating, my friend. You are in France, and you are sipping on a few reds. It's great to hear that you haven't got the croak in your voice this morning or t- tonight over in, in France, mate. How's it all been? Yeah. You loving it? Yeah, mate, it, it's been good. I've been here almost three weeks on the ground now, and wow. um, you know it is a bit of a marathon for us, us people that aren't playing it. <laughs> We've got to make sure you do timey runs but um look it's been fun i've been up in paris i've been down the south um Saint-Étienne and and uh and leon i'm here in leon now for this weekend's game so but it's it's just good to see to be part of the atmosphere and go to the rugby villages the fan zones mm. as well as sort of the, the bars that uh, are showing the all the games midweek as well and and just like you could see that rugby's just bringing a lot of people together because yeah, often the case is if there's plenty of people drinking on the street in Aussie, it'll always sort of turn out into some type of fight, whereas there's this common thread of rugby that is bringing everyone together. And, you know, you see people from different nations wearing different jerseys, just arms around each other and just enjoying the moment. Oh, you're absolutely lucky, mate. We're over here. Kimpy's going to, going to, to uh, Brisbane tomorrow, and me and Ricardo, he's going to watch the Warriors, mate. Can you just give us a little up the wires? Yeah, after a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, mate. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, go well. Go well. Loving the content. Loving yeah, what, you're, what you're doing. Just quickly, did you did you end up selling any real estate or was that just a ploy? <laughs> mate, I sold a few before I came away, but I've managed to get two months off from my real job. So uh, I'll have to go back and get back on the tools when I get back in November. But uh, for now, I'm just going to go put uh, turn Twitter off and, and go underground for a little while. <laughs> nah, mate, keep that passion coming through because the reality is, start everyone's, your own podcast. Yeah, everyone's thinking the same thing, mate. They're just afraid to say it. Oh, so mate, well done. Yeah, should, you. Should, should, I don't know if you know any artists, but you should get your Christmas cards done, mate. Just a picture of Eddie dressed up as a, one, of, one of Santa's elves and send that out, mate. Just to, just to cap it, you know. <laughs> your words, not mine. <laughs> All right, Drewza. Take care, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, boys. Cheers. See you, Bye. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like Drew needs witness protection program. That's what it feels like. <laughs> he was a little bit EGA. Yeah, he was listening to his uh, podcast and he was laughing and he was cringing, going, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. what's happening?" The, the funny thing about that, he had a croaky voice. Mm. You know, after a big night out, you just the brain's not functioning and you say a few things that you're thinking, but it just comes out the wrong way. Me, he's passionate, and, and and there's a lot of passionate people. Was it Matt Wilson? Uh, Matt Walsh? Williamson. Williamson. Yep. Um, you know, they're passionate about their country and the state of the game. And Eddie's never, he, he's really contradicting with his press conference, isn't he? Like, mm. try, tries to flip the script and have it go in his own way and, and moulding the, the the journalist into a certain way and, and moulding each question that's been directed at him. And he's never answered any of those questions that Drew was talking about. No. You know, the reason why a lot of experience has been left at home. And, uh, you know, why is uh, they, they've taken players over that have been injured from the get-go and they've blamed it on injuries why those experienced players, Hooper and, and Craig Cooper, haven't gone. You know, he's never really fronted the media and said that, you know, obviously he's blamed on himself, but, you know, the why, the real deep and meaning and, of and why that, things are struggling. And that's what you want, right? Like, mm, I mean, a bit of honesty. You, you, can, you can disagree with him, but if, mm. it, if he comes out and goes, look, 
Quay Cooper's past is best. I don't think he's the right guy for the, mm. the environment. Michael Hooper's not the player he was. I want to invest in Fraser McWright for the future. Fine. Mm. But tell us. Like, Look, I, you know? I have no problem with what Drew was talking about because, you know, yeah, that's part and parcel of the game, you know. And and the other part about Drew saying it is that Drew's been there and done that mm. and sat in that, that that seat, you know, as a player and knows what it what it takes. So, you know, when he's saying those um, those references to Eddie Jones, there's actually a lot of weight behind it, mm. you know. And 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 to me, like he, good on him. Like good on him, man. Own that. Own that space. You're like you've called it. Mm. Everyone else is afraid to say it, but here's Drew Mitchell coming out off the bat and saying what everyone's like. You said, "Is he like what everyone's thinking?" But Drew's come out. Mm. Whether he's had a couple of wines or not before, who cares? Mm. You know, he's called it. It's his opinion. He, you know, if you want to re- re- rebut that, then come back and 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 say, "No, that's not that's not right." You have every every. Um, opportunity to do that. And it was interesting to hear him because comments for the administration, like they've made so many changes, adjustments, people are saying the right things, Phil Wall, Hamish McLean, and they're in there at the moment, they made the change with Eddie Jones. But is that the right way of going around about this? Like, we got new people coming in every year, maybe two years, the cycle of changing direction, and it's pretty confusing. Well, it's because they're, it? eh? they're reactionary, eh? It's reactionary, yeah. So, yeah, and, it, and it's very costly. Mm. It's very costly when you, you're removing people all the time. Is a you know one of the reasons up in um, Adam O'Brien up in Newcastle, for instance, the coach. You know, they talk about getting rid of him, but you can't just keep getting rid of people because it costs you a fortune, and that mm. money could be spent elsewhere. Yeah, why well, don't think Australian rugby can afford to probably sack Eddie Jones? To they can't. No, no chance. The man. English sacked them. He picked up forty-four thousand million dollars for that. <laughs> Now he's going to do the same thing. With, he just go around getting sacked from everywhere. Well, I think what will end up happening. I thought that was Arlo. He said some outrageous numbers before. That is so good. Forty-four thousand million. They, they can't. Uh, they can't. They can't sack him. You know, like they've, they've made the bed. Now they've got to sleep in it. I, I think what we're kind of at, at now is, is Eddie's come out and said Kempe. Like he's come out and said that the re- I'll happily, um, you know, take. Take the pain right now, knowing that the future is in good stead. Now you look at it; they're struggling, they're losing results. Probably, possibly, going to be the worst World Cup ever. Has he still got the same kind of philosophy? As you know, like for the future, can you see the future being better? Knowing yeah, what they're like, going through now. If I was an administrator, I wouldn't be hiring Eddie Jones as a coach. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the, I think the coach, the coaching um, part of Eddie, Eddie Jones's life has passed him. I'd mm. be hiring him as an advisor. Mm. Well, you that's know, the thing. I think they'll kick him upstairs, right? Won't they? And he'll they be like the what do you call it? Like the manager of rugby or something. Yeah. So you so you don't want to lose that IP, but you don't want to put him in charge of some of some teams. Well, like the, the 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 past two appointments, especially, have been. You got to think about it. Yeah. So he's he's coached Japan for that one against South Africa, but you can't live on that forever. How many World Cups ago was that? It was about eight years ago mm. now, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, text through here. Awesome interview with Drew. Question for Izzy. Have you thought about doing a New Zealand podcast version of GBRA? I reckon you'd have a few decent stories to tell. They had uh, their podcast is outstanding. Uh, they had Dan Carter on a few episodes back as well. It was a great show. That's great. Dan Carter's going on an Aussie one, but he won't come on our yeah. one. What's going yeah, on there? Something fishy's happening there. Uh, Give me his number. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have thought about that, Lockie. Like, I've, I've thought about. Potentially doing something, uh, it's in the pipeline, you know, like 
going forward, mate, you read my mind, and me and Kez actually spoke about this before the show. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's something that I would like to uh, venture into and, and trying to pick my, my partner in crime. I think Corey Jane would be outstanding. <laughs> I don't think you'd have to uh, PG on the, on the top of that podcast. But, uh, yeah, it should be something that I'll look into. Well, I'll think about it a lot. It'd be great. Um, another text through. Boys, if you thought the New York Times article on the Warriors was impressive, check out the Warriors making it to Mexico. Look up Willie in Mexico Warriors. It's on. It's a video clip. I don't know if it's a setup or not, but it looks cool. I've seen that, and it's basically this guy walking down the street. It's like a street that runs behind houses in Mexico, and there's these vans parked up. He goes, where's this van? Where's this van? Like he'd seen it, and he comes back with his phone. Sure enough, there's like a white C20 van with a Warriors sticker on the back of it in, in Mexico, and he goes up to the driver's window and speaks Spanish to the guy and says something Warriors, and the guy goes, who, who is Mexican, says looks at him and goes, up the waz, and then says something in Mexican and Spanish as well. It's crazy. What's going on here? It's so good. It's just gone global, Kimpy. That's what we've touched on. I know we're going to shoot off, but we've touched on the All Blacks are global. Yeah. The Warriors. Well, mate, success. They love, they love rugby league in this country. As long as they keep getting success, they will ride that way for as long as they can. Look, the up the waz, I'm, I'm on board with it. I think it's a fantastic catch cry. If they win... If they win. No, I'll tell you what. Will you we'll be in global. here? I need you. Uh, yeah, yep. I'll just, I won't let you down. <laughs> It'll be a hell of a week if they get the job done. It will be. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.